Welcome to the Siege Podcast, a weekly show where the Siege guys break down this week's college games from a betting perspective, give you tools and information you'll need before placing your bets, and give you picks of their own. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at PicksSiege. Now, here are the Siege guys, Devin Hadley, Jordan Hadley, James Roth, and your host, Travis Harris. Welcome back to the Siege Podcast. Your normal host, Travis, is down in Houston this weekend, uh, waiting for his Astros to uh, win the World Series and cash his ticket, so he's not able to join us today. Uh, I am Jimmer, serving as your host for today. Uh, we do have the Sharp Hadley boys on with us, so we'll be <laughs> thankful for that. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get... Uh, you know their dad their dad on who's probably the, the square one of the group so uh we'll, we'll just go with jordan and devin today uh let's just jump right in to surprises from last week what'd you guys uh take away um you can save the, the michigan michigan state game for me if you want but uh, anything else <laughs> you guys uh took from from last week anything surprise you Yes. Um, the one that stands out, obviously, is Tennessee absolutely rolling Kentucky. I know we talked last week looking at the early line of the Georgia matchup. I said 13 and a half was very disrespectful. Um, that makes up for it because now it's at eight. So we, I know we talked about taking them last week or waiting to see how that would move. And yeah. it, it moved almost a touchdown. So yeah, uh, we were on the right side there, but hopefully – Listeners already got their ticket in at the 13 and a half. Uh, and then my other surprise was Kansas State 48-0 against Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Nope. Uh, I know there was a lot of injury news, so luckily we stayed away uh, from betting that one. But, yeah, very surprising. 48 nothing. I mean, who knows yeah. if Oklahoma State can bounce back from this one. Another big game this week. But, um yeah, that was an ass whooping. Yeah, Will Will Howard might actually be the uh, the guy the go to guy now for Kansas State. We thought that was going to be what what hurt him, and I having Martinez or whatever there. So he may be yeah. he may be the new guy. He can sling it. Yeah, very impressive. Deb, you got anything from last week? Um. I'm surprised that Notre Dame manhandled Syracuse the way they did. I think that's the reason you're seeing a lot of public action on Notre Dame this week. Uh, it's a little bit of a square play in my opinion, but um, I don't know. People are just waiting for Syracuse to lose like it's a given. And I I don't want to believe in Syracuse. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Clemson. I don't want to believe in Clemson. But at the same time, I can easily see them going undefeated in this weak ACC conference. And to me, Notre Dame is still Notre Dame of September. Uh, th- for the first time all year, really, they, they moved the ball on a, a solid defense. But they're a good team defensively, and they can if, – if they're not converting third downs, they're a really bad offense who, you know, can become horrible at any given night. So a defense like Clemson's, I don't know. I just – I think last week – surprise people and they're starting to believe in Notre Dame just not buying the hype yet that's fair I'm going to talk about that matchup that's one going to be one of my plays so I'll 
I will go ahead and respectfully disagree with some of the things you said, but I will get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you got, Dev? No, I'll save Michigan, Michigan State for you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say that I think the game pretty much went exactly how I thought it would. I figured it would be a one-possession game at halftime. Uh, and I figured I, I figured State would actually score first or early, and they did. And that and they were just blanked from there on out. I think the one concern that I took away is, as a Michigan fan myself was the conservative play calling in the red zone and not coming up with touchdowns and settling for a lot of field goals that game. It's obviously not going to work when they play in a few weeks against Ohio, but um, I think what we saw was just a super conservative play calling. They knew that they had State's offense dead to rights, so they just wanted to get points whenever they got down there. And I, I get that. I just, you know, as they're really – the red zone play calling has actually been not very great the whole season. It just kind of came to uh, came to a head here in this game. Luckily, it didn't, it didn't cost them at all. Um, but um, that obviously needs to improve if they want to have a shot come November 26th. But, you know, I think uh, State – State's defense actually did everything they could to, you know, make that game winnable for them. Yeah. It was just, uh, just a they, they state just has simply no no identity on offense, and it showed. They had those receptions by Coleman early, and then just you know once that got shut down, they were just they looked lost. And I think that is, as you guys know, that that's a an issue for state this year. So. Their coach, their coaching, coaching is so yep. bad. Yeah. Bad coaching. Just yeah. that simple. Michigan made adjustments at halftime and state did. I mean, it was 100% coaching. They're clueless. <laughs> well, I will say Michigan's second half adjustments all year have been unbelievable. They've shut yeah. out so many teams in the second half. They yeah. just dominated most second halves all year, even against um, – obviously the first three games were fine, but was it Maryland, Iowa, Iowa yeah. Penn State, same type of thing where you can you, – Indiana even. Yeah. You know Michigan's the better team, and you're just waiting for them to take over, and they always do in the second half. Um, I kind of expect the same type of thing at Rutgers. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they start slow there. But mm-hmm. um, at some point, if you know if you're a Michigan fan, I'm sure you'd like to see them get off to a hot start and just dominate from start to finish. But maybe this week is the week. Who knows? Right. Yeah. No. It's it's kind of the. You know, their, their strategy is obviously just hit people in the face until, you know, it just becomes not very fun anymore for the other team. And it it yeah. it, it showed it, the, the biggest it showed was against Penn State where they just completely dominated them time of possession in the first half. And you just knew that the floodgates are going to open in the second half because it's just not sustainable for a defense to have to be out there as much as what Penn State did. And it pretty much happened to Michigan State in that third quarter where I think they only had like six offensive plays, you know, and and when Michigan just is pounding the ball for eight yards, seven yards, a a play, I know people are complaining about wanting to throw it, but it's like, Hey, you know, when you throw it, you are opening the Pandora's box of, you know, a few negative things happening, but when you run it, you know, that, and you're getting seven yards pop, I mean, it's hard to uh, say no to that. And I think a lot of people just think that's ugly. And I think that's kind of you know what what we're what we're seeing. Some people just think like, oh, well, they're not that good, and this and that. And it's like, well, you know, 
they may not be great, but they, you know, what they do, they're pretty good at it. And it's similar to like the old Wisconsin teams that we always used to watch be like, man, they, you know, they're not flashy, but they're going to ground and pound and they're going to, you know, it'll wear, it'll wear on them. So I don't know. That was just my takeaway from that game. Really. I'm not going to get into the whole tunnel situation and all that bullshit, but um, I think, uh, you know, the wood game went about how I thought it would. So I'd agree with that for sure. Um, <clears throat> so let's go. We're going to move into next week here. Week 10 already. Jesus. Um, top 25 matchups. We are going to start with the Tennessee Georgia game. 330 in Athens. Like, like Jordan mentioned, that game's down to eight, eight and a half now. I mean, just an enormous amount of bets being placed on Tennessee. You got to imagine sharps around Georgia here. I was part of that. I was part of that group that said, oh, yeah, you don't need to bet Tennessee early. I don't think the line will change much. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> so that line changed a lot. <laughs> and I hope you got it as early as you could and didn't listen to my dumb ass. But, um, what are you guys thinking? What, and what do you think? Is this game going to be close? Is Georgia going to going to roll? We're going to see the first bad offensive game for Tennessee, or what do you think? So I, I did take uh, Tennessee last week when that line came out. So I'm I'm waiting to see what that line does if it gets to eight, maybe seven and a half. You know, I'm I'm definitely going to middle. That mm-hmm. way, I don't have to really worry about rooting for a side. Um, if anything, if I had to bet, you know, the, the total, I would take the over just cause it's a Tennessee. I think Georgia's going to score at will, uh, and Tennessee will score on anybody. So I know it's high with mid sixties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see that being an, another shootout as Tennessee games seem to be every week. Um, I know that Georgia defense is probably the best in the country, one of them, but I mean, this is the number one offense in the country right now that they're going up against. So uh, I see a lot of big plays happening. So let's take the over. Yep. Deb, you have have any thoughts on that game? Yeah. um, Georgia is the only side you can take here, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Anytime 90 plus percent of the public's on one side, I just, I have to take the over or the other, the other side. Uh, I originally liked Tennessee until I saw how many people were on them and all the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter. And when 90% of the bets are on one side and the line moves in the other side's favor, that tells you all you need to know, in my opinion. Uh, You're going to win a lot more if you just uh, bet based on that logic. It doesn't happen every week where the public's this much on one side, but when it does, I hammer the other side every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we saw a similar similar movement, similar things happening when they played Alabama. The difference, obviously, being Tennessee was at home um, with them going to Athens here and becoming the when the playoff rings came out, being the number one team. Georgia probably feels a little bit disrespected by that. I think you know that Georgia defense lost so much, but they're still damn good. I think you're going to see a little bit, uh, a little bit, not necessarily a regression by Tennessee's offense. Cause like Jordan said, I think they're still going to score. I just don't, I think Georgia and that offense will end up putting up plenty of points, maybe get into the forties even. And uh, 
We'll see. I, I, I originally in Tennessee as well, but now I'm just uh, probably going to be a stay away when it comes to the spread. I am. I do have a bet on the total. That's going to be one of my locks this week. So I'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, that'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. Three thirty, CBS. Uh, let's see, seven p.m. You got Alabama down in Baton Rouge. Looks like Alabama is three and a half point favorites at LSU. What do we think for this one? Thirteen and a half. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's what I said, right? Is that what I said? No. I, said I think you said three, but oh, thirteen. Yeah, I meant I thirteen. Meant. Sorry. I know what you meant, but uh, I'm staying away here. This is one of those where the public is on LSU, but not nearly as much as they're on Tennessee. I don't think uh, split wise. So, and this line hasn't moved. It's stayed the same since it mm-hmm. came out, really. Um, I'm staying away. I have no idea what to expect. Can see LSU winning outright. Can see them getting blown out by 30. Right. Um, I've been on the wrong side of LSU this year a lot, so I'm, I refuse to lose on them again. I'm right. staying away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just – I can't back Foghorn Leghorn here. Um, I know their quarterback's playing really well now, and I think I, I think the public is – kind of torn here because LSU's just looked pretty good recently, but then yeah. the pu- the public also loves Alabama, so I think they're kind of in a tough spot, but um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this game plays out. It, I can very well, like you said, Devin, see Alabama rolling or LSU, since it's at home in a night game, maybe they make it a little dicey there and um, it ends up being a close game. I'd I think LSU is getting way too much love and respect right now, especially being number ten. I don't, I don't think they're that great, but uh, we'll see. Uh, this could be an interesting one. Jordan, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I actually lean uh, LSU here. I don't know if I like them enough to bet it, but uh, this this obviously isn't the same Bama team in the mm-hmm. past. I think they're down, especially uh, at receiver. I mean. They don't have the big playmakers that they've always had the last, you know, 10 years. But yeah, uh, they've also haven't really played well on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the loss to Tennessee, their only loss was on the road. And then mm-hmm. the Texas game, which the viewers doesn't go down, they lose that one too on the road. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, by it to 14, I, I like LSU getting two touchdowns at home, a night game, that place is going to be rocking. Um, so, yeah. yeah, definitely a lean. We'll see how these early games go, and uh, maybe I'll sprinkle a unit on LSU. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you, uh, you're you on to something there, and I, I think I could probably be in the same boat with you. Buying that to 14 seems like it's very intriguing. Um, I just, like I said, I really hate backing Foghorn, Leghorn, Brian Kelly there. But, I mean, it's, you know, for my family, maybe I will, but I just don't know if, if I can. I guess we'll, we'll see how the how the early games go. I'm with you there, Jordan. Uh, uh, real quick, but, James, I will say I forgot this was a night game. Yeah. So LSU is one of those places along with Penn State, Iowa. Yeah. Maybe even like Purdue, where if you're playing them at night, it's a whole different level of energy and yeah. you know home field advantage that's starting to make me like LSU. I'm not going to bet it, but if I did, I'd lean LSU for that reason alone. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. I actually totally forgot I was in that game too, until just now when I was scrolling through the game. So <laughs> I would agree with that. 
another 7 p.m. game. We got Texas rolling into Manhattan to play Kansas State. Texas looks like two-and-a-half-point favorite. Don't really understand this line. Um, Also don't understand why Texas is ranked again, number 24 or whatever it is. Uh, I know they caught some bad breaks early with uh, Ewers or whatever his name is being out, losing to Texas. I think he is damn good. I just don't think Texas is back, um, as I say every week. This line is fishy to me. Why is Kansas State getting some points here in a night game at home? But um, I don't know. This is yeah, this is a weird one to me. I don't know what you guys think. Don't take the don't take the cheese, Jimmer. I know, I know. I really wanted to, but I, I just it just just smells so bad. It just reeks. I, <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, I, I know they're torn between Martinez. And who they probably want to play as a starter now, but I man, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean Texas loses to Oklahoma State by a touchdown, and Kansas State last week beats Oklahoma State forty-eight nothing, and somehow Texas is favored on the road. I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, yeah, it's got it's the fishiest line I've ever seen. I mean, seriously though, it, it's yeah. got it's got to be. It might be I, the biggest rat line of the year. Real talk. I'm taking the cheese, though. I don't care. Fade Texas. <laughs> let's let's cash the under officially. Uh, I, I season love, total. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I love that. Down. I love that energy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I hope that is. I hope that happens. I hope. I hope everything. I hope that cashes. Hope your bet cashes. I just. I just don't know. It just seems really strange to me. Texas has TCU at home next week. It's almost like you know they're hoping that the stage gets set where Texas wins this game and. You know, next week that can be college game day, the whole, you know, the whole show. But if they lose this one, it probably wouldn't be. But, man, I don't, I don't know. Just You're strange. saying the fix is in. I'm saying, yeah, the the fix very well could be in. So <laughs> I, if this game gets, you know, close down the line, I, I would – I'm going to keep my eye on some calls and things that happen because I, I don't know. I think they're just trying to set the stage for something. Because otherwise, it's, I mean, the line just is so fishy. It's got to be the – Strangest one ever, like you guys are saying. I don't know. Well, we won't waste too much more time on that because Texas is not back, so we don't have to worry about that too much. But um, how about Wake Forest visiting NC State? Wake Forest is a three-point favorite, 8 p.m. game in Raleigh. What are we thinking? I lean Wake, but I don't love either side. I'm not going to be watching, so I'm not going to bet it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh, NC State has some quarterback uh, drama going on right now. Is a starter get hurt or do you get benched? Well, starter it was Leary. I think it's how his name is pronounced, Leary, and he is out for the year. But the the backup can't hit the broad side of the barn if he was standing right next to it. So they put the third string in last week. Yeah, and more. Yeah, the dude just swung it for like three fourth quarter touchdowns or something like that <laughs> to me and Devin's demise in the over in that in the under in that game, excuse me. But um, oh, they just to, just a, to a complete and total flip when he came in versus the other guy, and I think he's going to be the starter here, which is why I personally, if I were to bet anything this game, it would be the over because you know Sam Hartman's going to put up some points, mm-hmm. even even with NC State's defense being as good as it is, Hartman's get, they they will find the end zone. 
Um, so that was that's something that I'm thinking about in this game is over 54. It seems a little too low because I think Wake Forest defense gives up touchdowns to basically anybody who is willing to enter the end zone. So I think um, I think there'll be more points 54 in this one. So yeah, that's almost yeah. disrespectful to Sam Hartman. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of overreaction with uh, Wake getting blown out by Louisville, but I mean Louisville is found their stride. They're playing some real good football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wake had eight turnovers last week, from what I just read. Uh, so I don't see that, that happening again. Eight? Is that really true? <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. Oh my gosh! Like, that's not going to happen again. So Harmon had three picks. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, that's almost got to be a record. That, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely got to be his worst game ever. Wow. And he lost three fumbles. What the hell? <laughs> the turnovers. <laughs> oh my, I'm just now seeing this too. No wonder why they're only favored by three. Oh my goodness. Five fumbles and three picks. That I mean, Yikes. how does that happen? <laughs> He's point shaving. Oh my goodness. Sam Hartman, <laughs> <Cold> no. <man. laughs> Wow, that's something. Yeah, no, I mean, if he's uh, – maybe NC State's defense will make some things happen if he's giving the ball away like that. But I just <laughs> no, – He's way, too like, good. He'll bounce he, back. He's too yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, either way, I like to – I, I think points are scored, whether it's him giving them to the other team or not. But um, So that's why I'm thinking over, and I'm going to stay away from the spread in this one. But I guess we'll see. Anything else you guys are looking forward to next week before we dive into the hard dogs? Nope. Mm, nope. I think we covered pretty much all the big games. Baylor, Oklahoma is another big one. Uh, yeah. Yep. That was uh, traditionally you would, that would be a top 25 matchup, but not this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely was, looking forward to that one. Yeah. Cause I was way wrong on Baylor this year and Oklahoma is, uh, yeah. Whatever they're doing, I don't know. But, yeah, that should be an interesting one. Um, you know, Ohio State at Northwestern, look out. That's, uh, <laughs> who's who's taking the 38 points with, with the Wildcats? Not I. No. So, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move to our dogs of the week. Uh, I'll start with Trav. He is taking every bit of the cheese and taking <laughs> Kansas State as his dog. Uh, so good luck to him. We are, we, like I said, we want to see Texas lose again. We want to cash that under nine wins and be happy. So we're all rooting for you with this one, Trav. Let's get it done. I am taking, <laughs> for like the fifth time this year, I am fading Clemson. It has not worked out yet. Let's see if let's see if today's this time's the charm and taking Notre Dame plus four and a half. Um, I think Notre Dame has found a little bit more of an identity. They mm-hmm. think Marcus Freeman there and that staff has gotten uh, gotten their feet wet a little bit, and I think they're coming back into South Bend now with uh, with a potential game they're going to be looking at as one that pretty much I guess would save the season in my eyes to even or also the USC game obviously it's always a traditional big one for them at the end of the year but this game I think would save their season I mean they're going to make a bowl game but uh, if they could knock off Clemson here at home in a night game I think that uh, will make that Notre Dame and that 
athletic department, everybody feel good about their decision and their hire with this guy. Um, he's got some good recruits and they've kind of just been like, what the hell is going on with these three losses? But well, the Ohio state one was going to happen, but these other ones has left everybody scratching their head. And I think they're kind of getting their second wind a little bit. And I think it's just time that Clemson, uh, comes back down to earth because they are most certainly not the number four team in the country. And I think it's time that somebody shows that I'm hoping it's going to be the golden domers backing them for the second week in a row. What could go wrong? Um, Jordan, what do you got for your dog? Yeah. So streak ended last week. Thanks to Trav uh, giving me the golden curse, but looking (laughs) to bounce back this week uh, in the pack 12 taking Stanford at home plus four against Washington State. Uh, This is, you know, both teams fighting for a bowl eligibility uh, win here. But I I think this, you know, Stanford plays well at home. Um, I thought this line would be a little more closer to a pick them. You know, they've played well, beating some good teams. They just Mm -hmm. struggle to put points on the board. But solid defense. I think this will be a little more low scoring than people expect, but I, I see Stanford keeping it, you know, within within four definitely, and uh, def- I'm going to sprinkle the money line just because, you know, I think pretty two even teams going at it, so definitely mm-hmm. like that a lot. All right, yeah, no, that's uh, it's fine. I'm a big Wazoo guy, but I, I understand, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dev, what do you got? I'm going to go to college with two first names, taking James Madison plus seven and a half. It might be seven now. I got him at seven and a half, but uh, I just think it's a little too many. It's too many points against Louisville, who to me, yeah, they're finding their stride and they're winning some games, but this is an overreaction to their blowout of Wake. We understand why they blew them out now. Uh, eight first half turnovers. I would hope they would blow a team out but uh james madison is just still somehow underrated i know it's their first year in d1 but they've won a lot of games this year the quarterback's damn good and Mm -hmm. their defense surprises me uh and doesn't give up that many points so i think they compete here and have a chance to win outright wouldn't surprise me at all i like that like our like our silent partner says james madison not just a great president so big facts. We will uh we'll see how that one goes for you. I, I tend to agree with that uh with that pick dev, so we will dive into our locks of the week now. Uh we'll start with Travs. <clears throat> he is starting with uh UNC minus seven and a half at Virginia. And I know I can speak for Trav when he says this is a hundred percent a fate of Virginia. I know that's what he's doing here. They are very bad. Uh, this pick, the second pick he has is UTSA money line at UAB, which I really liked as well. That was uh, almost one of the picks that I had this week, uh, so I, I do like that one. His third pick, he's gone Liberty plus thirteen and a half at Arkansas, which I think is a is an interesting line. This seems like a lot of points. Um, I actually I like the over in that game. And I think, you know, he may be on to something with Liberty 13 and a half. That seems like a lot of points for for Arkansas to cover. So um, those are Trav's three picks. 
As for me, I'm going Michigan minus 26 at Rutgers. And I think this game can go one of two ways. They're either going to absolutely steamroll Rutgers and win by 30-plus, or they're going to come out flat and still be distracted from last week and have a hangover and be looking past Rutgers, and they end up winning it by, you know, a touchdown or two, and it's just an ugly game, similar to last year. They, they, they played Rutgers really close at home last year. It was a real ugly game. They just didn't seem like they were very interested at all. Hopefully that's not going to be the case this year, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my chances and say Michigan comes in pissed off and wins by 30-plus. <clears throat> my next pick is the Army Air Force under 40-and-a-half. That is uh, not much needs to be said about this one. It's a military academy under. Uh Dev, I know you had a big stat out there for how the unders have been in these games. I forget what it was, but it's incredible towards the unders. So last, gonna... uh, last 52 games, the under is uh, 42-9-1. So. so there you go. You have it here, folks. I'm going to be that 10th loss. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm taking this under, and I'm just going to ride that ride that trend till the wheels fall off. So, um my next play, we're going to flip it. And like we talked about earlier in this Tennessee-Georgia game, I'm going to take the over. I got it at 66. Um, I think it's bounced between there, 66, 65 and a half, and 66 and a half, somewhere in there. So uh, whatever you can get it at, I just think Georgia is going to score just about at will. Tennessee is going to have some turnovers and hiccups here and there. But they will, they will score. Their offense is just too good to, to be shut down completely. And we've seen this Georgia offense or defense, excuse me, give up some yards and points to some people this year, uncharacteristically, obviously from last year. But this is a slightly different crew, so I can see Tennessee putting up enough points for for this over to hit. Uh, so those are my three plays. Uh, Devin, do you want to give us your your three locks? We'll do first one. Uh, I'm going to take Temple plus three and a half at home against South Florida. I think they went out right here. Uh, ever since Kurt Warner's son took over at quarterback, they've been a different team. That defense uh, is pretty damn good, actually. And uh, they're just a better team than South Florida, in my opinion. Uh, second play, Georgia minus eight. I explained my reasoning, simply fading the public there. And then my third play is the Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech under 40 and a half. Very low total, but these two offenses are abysmal. Defenses are pretty good, and there's no way you can take the over here. This has like 20 to 13 written all over it, somewhere in that range. Um, hammer, hammer on the under there. I It's my biggest bet of the weekend, personally. Yep, I love that one, too. I love it. Jordan, what do you got? Yep, first play is Southern Miss minus two at home to Georgia State. Uh, I think they're the much better team at home. Um, line kind of confuses me why they're only favored by two, but it seems like I've bet Southern Miss almost every game this year. Somehow I, I talk myself into liking them, and let's do it again. <laughs> uh, my next play is the over in the Texas-Kansas State game at 54 and a half. Uh, this line kind of surprised me just based on how Texas has put up 30, 40 points on just about everyone this year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas State's offense is firing on all cylinders. You know, they're putting up monster points as well. But I think this is in the 50s solely because everyone's back in the Kansas State defense after the shutout last week, which it has been solid. But I think Texas's offense is too good not to put up, you know, 28 to 30-plus points. Uh, I see this overhitting with ease. And then my last play is Texas State plus one and a half. Uh, I just think they're the much better team in this situation. I, know I think they're on the road, which is why they're getting points, but um, still doesn't make sense to me. Uh, squad last year, uh, but they are not a good football team by any means. Um, so definitely been fading them. Uh, I see Texas State winning outright, and uh, those are my locks. Love it. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you on that Texas-Kansas State over as well i think it's just too low i think you're gonna see points into the that total get into the 60s and yeah yeah i like that a lot i'm I'm with you on that let's uh let's wrap it up here i will give uh this update for the degenerate bowl going on right now uconn versus umass i know everyone is on the edge of their seats it's 13 10 uconn at halftime so uh, for all, for everyone who bet the degenerate bowl, we got a we got a real barn burner going on as we knew it would be. So uh, we are hard at work over here at Siege, working on our college basketball picks. A lot of lines have started to come out now, so uh, we will be sending those out to our clients. Uh, it's not too late to jump on board. Uh, follow us at Pick Siege on Twitter, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Siege coming.